Hello and welcome. This podcast episode is a Substack exclusive for now, at least. I might release it to the regular podcast in the future. But if you are hearing this, hello to the Memento Mori Alchemy crew. And thank you for being on my subscriber list and supporting the work that I do on Substack. Um, So we're going to get into some shit. It is Sunday night. I was going to have this like done for the morning. That did not work out, but I think it actually worked out for the better. So there's a few things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I want to discuss what many refer to as the loneliness epidemic. I want to discuss with you um, what my social media and for the most part technology detox has been like and also what I have noticed both within myself and also the people around me and let's see what else are we going to get into so I want to get into basically like the 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 whole crisis that we have right now um, in western society at the very least when it comes to connection and we'll discuss it on like a general level obviously I have some specific situations I'm going to bring up And then we will talk about also, um, I just feel like this is the tidal wave coming at humanity that like nobody wants to fucking look at because we are told in this society that, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever. Or um, I know for me personally, the thing that I hate admitting the most is that I need help or that I'm lonely. Those are the two things that I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. You are never going to hear me say either one of those things. Nope, I am just fine on my own. Fuck off, basically. You know, pardon the language. Okay, you all obviously know that I cuss like crazy. Um, I am trying to tone that down a little bit because I know that it like really flips some people out. But also I am me. So we're going to have like a middle of the road. (laughs) But I didn't mean to like start it like that. Um, Okay. I just feel like this is the tidal wave that we're not looking at and especially in preparedness communities and like the liberty movement, the freedom movement, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, If you're listening and don't know what I mean by that, I do not. That does not mean a political party like we are not political. Um, We are the people that want nothing to do with the circus and charade and nonstop psychological operation filled deception shit show that we refer to as politics so I mean you might have people that like identify as like libertarian or anarchist or nothing at all or maybe a constant like I don't fucking know I don't speak for everybody but let me just like make that really clear to people because the media has like demonized anybody who uses the word freedom which like should probably tell you something But um, they've like tried to make people think that anybody who says liberty or freedom is like automatically some right wing whatever the fuck. And it's super annoying because that's not the case. Uh, So I just wanted to put that in there. Um, But that's not what I'm talking about. This just people that are not interested in playing games or being wage slaves or depending on a system that is designed to fail and currently in its fall. So ultimately the antidote is connection, but that is so much easier said than done, especially in this society. We have an actual crisis. So let me just get into this right now. So 
I am going to be addressing the loneliness epidemic, why connection is essential to our survival, the crisis of connection we have, um, as I see it as the missing piece to whether we make it out of this fall of empire intact or not. And I also want to discuss the role technology, particularly our phones and social media, play in that. I'm sure I will also go off about the behavior I'm seeing in cities, uh, the current state of the hive mind, and the shit myself and pretty much everyone I know are also experiencing and going through and, you know, looking for solutions to. So let's discuss that. I am currently five days into a social media hiatus and detox. The word detox is very appropriate for this. I had to get all of the apps off my phone except Telegram. And I suppose I will start there, and then I'm going to talk about what happened when I saw a YouTuber named Kidology. I'm going to link her video in this Substack post, just so you guys know. So if you see like a link to a YouTube video, that's what it is. If you're listening to this in the future, whenever I decide to put it on my podcast, which will be whenever I return to social media, don't know when, um, if you're listening to it there, then it's in the show notes. Okay, cool. So, um, that video popped up on my YouTube feed like last night. And obviously like we already know phones listen to us. It probably heard what I was saying in a conversation regarding this. Cause I've been talking about it a lot, but, uh, it, I didn't even know who she was and this video popped up and this is like a pretty large channel. It's got like over a hundred thousand subscribers. Like she's a video essayist. And it was titled Our Loneliness Epidemic. And I was like, and it was only 25 minutes long. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna listen to this. And that blew my mind. So I am going to be responding to like a couple of things that was pointed out in that video. Also, I encourage everyone to watch it. Um, If you are in my Telegram group, which is called The Great Silencing Uncensored. A lot of really great people in that chat or on that channel. So I invite anybody who's not part of it to join the conversation there. Um, But I shared it there last night. So you guys have probably seen it. But to the other people, it's in the post. So, all right. So let me just start at the beginning, though. So I am on a social media hiatus. And I also had to cancel several things that I had going on in my life Um, including a show that I was supposed to perform in tonight. Like if I would not have canceled the show, I would be on a stage right now, right now. And there has only been one other time in my entire time of making music and also being at the point where I was performing where I have ever canceled a show. Like I do not fucking do that. Both times that I have ever had to cancel a show, including the one tonight, um, was due to severe health issues. So I won't get into what those were or are presently, but we can say that I know my body and mind well enough to know when all the warning alarms are going off, when my body is starting to literally break down, when old symptoms from past conditions start to come back, including like things like chronic pain, other things, insomnia, nightmares, like it's just a fucking, it's a shit show. Um, and if I don't, if it gets so chronic, which it has been for months and I just have not been listening to my body at all, it's just been like, go, 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 work, 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 do, 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 do. There has been no, this is what happens when you don't balance out, um, your workload with appropriate rest. Uh, and I'm learning that. 
So I, I got to a point recently where like things got really, really bad. And I know that if I didn't stop everything with the exception, obviously of my full-time job, because I have to work in order to eat and pay for the fucking rental roof over my head. Um, I will wind up back in the hospital because I spent years of my life, like in and out of hospitals dealing with health stuff. And that is the last place I ever want to be again. And in my experience, once things get so chronic that you wind up back there, in my experience, it can set you back years until you are able to bounce back to where you even were before. So I'm not fucking doing that again. I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm not doing it for anything, not even a show. I, I will not do that. I will not fucking have everything break down and crumble to shit. Plus, it's like, how good do you think I'm going to fucking do at a fucking show if I have if I if you don't have your health you have fucking nothing and like it got really really bad and came to a head like a week ago so that was also why I got all of the apps off of my phone and just withdrew completely I even spent like a lot of time out of the city and in the woods and in nature and just like dipped out completely um and then I have the ability to attend to my health as well um in some natural ways, like not Western medicine ways, but some natural ways, which I start tomorrow, which I'm excited about. So um, anyways, we have all, in my opinion, been conditioned to not listen to the signals our bodies give us when shit goes haywire. Obviously, not everyone is going to understand or relate to what I deal with personally. Um, if you know me, then you likely know. But otherwise, all that needs to be disclosed is what I've already said. So We've been conditioned to ignore, you know, signs and some of us can legitimately get away with that sort of debatable. Usually it comes out sideways in other ways or vices or addictions if you don't take care of yourself, but others flat out just can't like shit will get really fucked up and I'm in that camp. Um, So I am known to push myself way past my limits for long stretches of time, wind up getting really sick, takes months or years to bounce back. It's not normal shit. So anyways, enough of that. Um, I've also never disconnected from social media before, but I have realized a lot in the last five days. So one, social media is absolute poison. Two, it is very addicting and very much a drug. And the feelings that you get when you are no longer reaching And we've talked about the reaching, right? Like I feel like in my last, one of my last entries, the emancipation of survival mode, when I was talking about that book I'm reading that has all the Tibetan Buddhist teachings in it, um, just that, that urge to constantly reach outside of ourselves always to cover up any type of disturbance or discomfort is what actually perpetuates the cycle of suffering. So... I notice it. I mean, cause I already gave up drugs and alcohol. Right. And I give up cigarettes too. Like I've had no nicotine at this point for almost five months, which is fucking crazy. Cause I have been smoking or had been smoking a pack a day since I was like 13 years old and now I'm 33. So it's like nuts that I actually got off of the cigarettes and I'm not vaping. I'm not using the gum, like nothing. Um, and I haven't had a drink or a drug in over 13 years, been 13 and a half years. So the phone for me, like was, I noticed this really like not much different 
because the brain produces the same dopamine hits and dopamine rush and like the flooding of the whatever chemical hormone, whatever the fuck. And then like the absence of it and you actually build a tolerance to it. And I'm going to get, I'm going to fucking break that down because this shit has tripped me out. And yes, there are like weird withdrawal symptoms. So to the people that like have kids that have been raised in front of iPads and like had phones since they were like five or some shit, like the newer generations, you guys obviously, if try to take your, your kid's iPad or phone away from it. Like if anybody has like a sixth grader or some shit and they have a phone, I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. I don't have kids, but what I hear from parents is that kids colossally lose their shit if you like turn off the TV or take away the video game or just remove whatever screen they are essentially being babysat with. It's like, that's people want to say like, Oh, those kids are spoiled. They're entitled. No, those kids are literally addicted to the dopamine hit and the like false sense of security that that shit provides them with. And when you take it away, that's like taking somebody who's comfortable in like a hot tub and like ripping them out and throwing them immediately into an ice bath without their permission. Like that's basically what's happening. Like they're having a physiological reaction. I mean, I, I'm, I'm an adult and I, I mean, I don't freak out and, you know, I did this intentionally, but I still observe like some disturbances. All right. So we're going to talk about that shit. So very much addicting, very much a drug, right? So the feelings that you get when you're no longer reaching for it, for this app, that app, those messages, those inbox, that inbox, notifications, fucking, you know, da-da-da, whatever. Um, You are, at first, I was faced with like relief and peace because I was just feeling so overwhelmed. I could not even hear my own voice inside my mind. It was just like all static. It was fucking horrible. And I was so overwhelmed so short fused. I still am. Um, but it's gotten a lot better, but I just was, I was not doing well. And so at first it was relief and peace and then anxiety, depression, restlessness, intense loneliness. It literally does feel like coming off of actual drugs. I noticed that last night actually. Um, and that's likely because the brain does not see them as different. Like I said, Um, drugs on the street, they, you know, give your brain a hit of dopamine the same way that that fucking blue light does. And those notifications do and the, all the fucking bullshit. These things are literally casino fucking slot machines or like casino gambling addictions in our hand, in our pockets. It's literally what they are. I also encourage you to research a really fun thing. You will shit your pants if you don't know what this is. Something called optogenetics, O-P-T-O genetics, but it's one word. It is literally the study of how to manipulate and control somebody's neurons in their brain remotely by using light. What kind of light? Well, specifically the lights from the screens. So did you, you, like everybody knows about the blue light blockers and those sunglasses you can get to like, You know, they suggest using them at night if you have to be on a device so that way you don't have insomnia or like fucked up dreams or like whatever the hell other psychiatric issues these fucking things cause. It's like maybe we just shouldn't be using them. But uh, 
No, man, it does a lot more than just that. Um, I would really look into it. Like, there's so much information out there that you can find fucking easily. You don't have to go on the dark web to find it. You can find it easy anyway. So that's a real thing. Um, Keep that in mind. But here's when it gets hard for me. So when I'm, and this is all tying into what I want to talk about, okay? So just pay attention. Um, When I'm at home by myself, I have no shortage of endless projects and things that I want to do and will do. So it's not hard for me to not be on my phone. Like I don't have a TV in my apartment. I do not need to be on my phone. Like none of that bullshit. I don't give a fuck. But when I'm at work and like I said, I work full time and I work full time as a bartender and waitress. So there's the cliffhanger, right? You would think being at work, which historically, this is how it's always been because I've been working in the restaurant industry also for like 18 fucking years. Like when you're at work, it's busy ideally, right? And like you're serving people and also dealing with all their bullshit that they bring in and take out on you. Um, Real fun job. So yeah, you guys be nice to the fucking wait staff when you go out to eat. Holy shit. Because one day, if you heard some of the stuff that gets said... (laughs) One day someone's going to fucking snap if you treat them like they're your personal servant and not a server. Just throwing it out there. But I feel like everybody on my sub stack is fucking chill. So I don't think you guys are like that. But just letting you know, most of us are like on our last fucking leg from colossally losing our shit. We're just um, really good at acting. That's what that job is mostly is like 90% fucking performance just because people will wear you the fuck down to where it becomes really hard to authentically always have a giant smile on your face like no anyways so you would think at work working at like a bar and restaurant where you're always on the move always doing this that and the third like to me normally like when I get to work I put my purse away with my phone in it it stays away it's in the back where like the employee stuff is and like I'm working like I don't have my fucking phone on me um but now because I for a while I for like the last five years up until the last few months I wasn't working for anybody anymore. Like I stopped and I have done like independent stuff to get my money. Um, I just had some circumstances change. I'm like, yo, I need more money. And I also like need some legit shit on paper because of, you know, I want to make these moves and like, because you have to play this fucking game. I got to, you know, say that I work for this fucking company and it's got a show on a, you know, it's bullshit, but whatever. It's a means to an end. So I'm back in the fucking system. And so... It's like, I never saw literally every fucking employee always on their phone. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like we'll be in the back kitchen and all like circled up after like the pre-shift meeting. Dude, even during pre-shift, people are fucking scrolling on their phone. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was thinking work would be like the easiest place to like, you know, not be on my phone and like practice being present with other people. And then I'd look around. I'm like, yo, we're all like circled up in the back kitchen, like waiting on this, that or the third before we go back out on the floor and we're all standing in a circle, right? Like natural to what humans do when they're grouped up, but no one's looking at each other or talking. Everybody is looking down at their fucking phone. And that's not because people don't get along or don't like each other where I work. Like that's not true at all. Like we definitely joke around and fucking have laughs and all that stuff, but it's unbelievable how much people are on their phone. Like, I, and I didn't notice it until I was stopped being on mine. You know what I mean? Like, cause I was on mine too. I noticed that in the beginning. I was like, oh shit, people are always on their phone here. 
So whenever I'd see that, I'd be like, well, I might as well fucking go on mine. You know, if we can just have our phones out and nobody gives a fuck then. And so what I want to also mention is somebody hearing this might be like, wow, what a shitty restaurant. Although staff is on their phone. No, I don't think you understand. Like this is what, this is what I mean by tolerance for stimulus. So a few years ago, hear me out. I don't think this would be pre-COVID. I'm going to be real specific. And there's a reason for this. Pre-COVID, before everybody was locked in their fucking houses and like glued to propaganda machines, um, I do not believe that that would have been possible to be on your phone that much while you are working and still like deliver appropriate service because I'm not like giving people garbage service. Like I make sure of that because we get paid fucking dog shit in Tennessee as servers. Like Tennessee... They literally, this is a state where you can, where you still make $2 an hour. Okay. $2 and 13 cents. So like tips are everything. So I'm not even satisfied with 20%. Like I want 30. So like, I'm always like, and I usually get it. So, um, or at least 25, you know, every now and then you have a royal piece of shit that doesn't leave fucking anything or leaves like fucking 5%, like every now and then, which just, that's just the game. Right. But you really want to always do your fucking best and take care of everybody to a T because that is going to be whether or not you fucking can pay your bills. It's a hundred percent tips like the company. We basically work for free, right? Because taxes is going to eat, eat that fucking hourly wage up. And then some, our tips get taxed too. Um, so, so, um, it's very important. So you're probably like, well, how the fuck can they give good service if they're on their phone that much? Here's the deal. We are so overstimulated as a society, as a generation, as an everything that we are actually able to do that. And it produces chronic restlessness and anxiety when we don't. So let me give you an example. Like I could see somebody ringing in an order and this has happened before, like multiple times with people like they'll be ringing something in and like as they're, and they don't mess up the order. They get, I've never seen this one person I'm thinking of right now. I've never seen this individual make a mistake ever. Actually, this individual is very good at their job, but while they're like in the back ringing something up, they'll be scrolling fucking through social media, like watching people's stories, like, you know, going through the feed, like what the fuck ever. And while they're ringing shit in, like literally simultaneously. And I'm just like, how, what, So, but it's like, I also do stupid shit like that. You know, I mean, I don't, maybe not while I'm ringing in an order, but like if I get like a pause or a break or I drop stuff off and I know I have like five minutes till I have to do the next thing or even like two minutes, if there is any lapse of time between tasks, even if it's 30 seconds, immediately the phone comes out. So like, and that's what I've noticed now. I noticed that I was doing it. I stopped and now I notice how uncomfortable it is to not do it. And I'm sitting with that discomfort and like noticing it and observing it and being like, all right, cool. I'm going to sit with this. What is at the bottom of this? What's at the bottom of this feeling of like, that's just, you know, this weird programming that's just telling me to keep reaching, keep distracting, keep filling the void. Well, what's at the bottom of the void? Let's go all the way down to this bottomless pit of a well. Let's figure it out. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, but I see it like with other people too, 
they, it do, I don't really feel like it, it affects their service. Like as far as people getting their stuff on time and accurately, because we're so overstimulated and used to doing like five things at once. You know, people could be like watching a movie while on their laptop, while scrolling their phone, while having like this, while having a conversation, like it's fucking crazy. And it's a problem also like, yes, that's the human brain literally developing a tolerance the same way a heroin addict develops an opiate tolerance. And I'm going to use that analogy because I used to be a heroin addict if you're new here. So like for, for let's, let, let's say I made the dumb shit decision tonight to be like, I think I'll use heroin again. And I went and used how much I used to use when I was an actual addict who had, um, a several year long daily opiate addiction on a severe level. If I went back to that dose right now, I would be dead. Like I would I might be dead before I could finish it, honestly. Um, but that's the way that tolerances work, right? That's why it's also so common for people to lose their lives when they get sober and their tolerance goes away and then they relapse and like, don't realize that. And they go and be like, oh, I'll just use like most of what I used to. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like 99% of what you used to use is going to kill you now. Like that's the way that tolerance works. So I think that's why people are able to get away with it. And on the surface, it looks like there's no consequences, right? Because everybody gets their shit and leaves. And like we all get our money and go the fuck home, whatever. But no, bro, there's a fucking consequence to that shit. So first off, emotional numbing. That's one. What is emotional numbing? Um, you'll for sure hear that term associated with psychiatric drugs. Um, if people ever like, you'll hear people say that even as a side effect, that's a side effect of like all SSRIs, really all psych meds, like emotional numbing. If you've ever taken psych meds and had that experience, you know what I'm saying? If not, just understand what the words mean, I guess. Um, So that will happen for sure because you're so, your brain is so short circuited that you just aren't as sensitive to things in your environment. Um, Another thing I noticed is like I could wake up, do all these good things for my health, like do like an hour and a half of Kundalini yoga, like prayer, meditation, exercise, go on like a, a walk for an hour outside, like do all this stuff, stay off my phone. And I will do that. And then I noticed, and this was like one of my last straws with the social media shit, as soon as I touch my phone within maybe two minutes, all of that work I had done for that whole first half of the day of getting myself centered and grounded is fucking gone, like gone. Like the, whatever gratitude I had cultivated gone, like gone, dude, it's scary, but it's true. Like it is that strong to where it can like undo all of that. And so, um, yeah, it can spin you out real fucking good because it's just so much at once that normal, natural things or even real life people, right? Because we might be interacting with people through the devices, but it is, it is not a real interaction. It's smoke and mirrors. It's dr- like overly dramatic in some areas. It's unbelievably dehumanized and numb and, you know, just ridiculous and muted in other aspects. I mean, it's just, it's such a fucking shit show with how much, um, human beings are reliant now on 
essentially artificial intelligence and algorithms that spy on us and literal spyware to be the mediator of all of our conversations and even the way that we might meet new people. I'm talking about dating apps on that mention. Absolute nightmare on those fucking things. Well, I've only been on like one, but still like that is another thing I'm going to, I probably will mention too, where I'm like, holy fuck, this is such a mess. And everyone on here, like, I noticed the same things with all of them. And it's not, I don't think it's their fault. Like, I just, I think that everybody is like trying to find connection in a world where they're all told that they need to like stand on their own and like not need shit. And like the normal way of, you know, finding connection is wiped out because nobody trusts each other. Everyone's scared of each other. Inertia from the pandemic is a fucking thing. Like now people want to like order everything in. They don't want to go out as much. Like they don't really want to be around fucking people as much. Um, They would rather do stuff virtually. It's, It's fucking crazy. And like, I know there's a lot of people that aren't like that, but they're dealing with a different, I mean, the population is different and I'm just going to fucking cut to the chase. Like I really think, and I was just talking with, I know I was just knocking online friendships, but, um, there are some, uh, actually a handful of people that I have first met online and then they've developed into real life connections and friendships. But, um, for the people that are in my telegram group, like I got to meet up and have a chat with Derek today, like in actual real life, which is fucking dope. And we were talking about a lot of this stuff. Um, but you know, we were wondering like, you know, what's the solution? And we, you know, talked about a lot of stuff, but, um, at this point, like, I, I think that we need to talk about, what happened and address the collective trauma around the pandemic. And I understand that like we can't even all agree on like what it was. And like, I think we would be better starting at the commonalities of our, of that experience versus the endless amount of conflict around it. Cause I could sit here and tell you my opinion. If you know me, you probably already fucking know it. If not, I'm sure you could guess, but I don't even, whatever. Okay. I, for the sake of not turning off like people that might be on the other side of things, I'm going to not say my opinion on like the whole 2020 and onward ongoings other than the fact that it's like outright tyranny and like total dysfunction and a massive global trauma that we are still dealing with and no one's fucking talking about it. So the commonalities, and I think why we are seeing so much of a neuroses in literally fucking everyone, but I see it more so with the people in cities. And I think that there are multiple reasons for this. Um, But telling the majority of the world and country, I realized there were some areas that didn't shut down. Like where I am right now, apparently they didn't shut down, but like it still changed a lot of shit out here though. I mean, fuck, dude, Nashville is like a t- complete tourist place. Like it, the economy is tourism for the most part, depending on where you're at. Um, and that shit, it doesn't matter where you live, that was massively affected at least for the first year. But if you're like me and lived on the West Coast, you know, I was in Los Angeles and then I was in Oregon, you know, for like the first two years of that whole thing. Like we were shut down for two fucking years, literally two years shut down people terrified of each other, people wearing multiple masks on their face, people like looking like they're about to die from actual fear, not a fucking cough. Like 
It was wild. And there was obviously much worse that happened than what I just said. So much worse. There is so much fucking trauma. But if we just look at just the commonalities without getting into like, you know, this was a massive fucking human rights violation, but like everybody wants to fight about it because it didn't affect everyone equally. So like, of course I want to talk about that, but let's for, for now, I won't bring it up for now. What I can say is like mostly everybody lost their job or if they didn't lose their job, they like weren't able to work or if they were able to work all of a sudden they were working from home it was a disruption to children. It was a disruption to families. People obviously without like a bunch of money were way worse hit. A lot of us lost our housing. I'm in that camp. I was like literally unhoused for nine fucking months. Um, it was a shit show, like a hundred percent. I still have not recovered from that financially still. Like, I'm not saying I'm fucking broke, but like, bitch, I mean, Jesus, I have not even been anywhere close to what my bank account used to look like. Not even close. Not even fucking close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once you fall off the ledge and then like the price of everything just quadruples it, and then you live in a place where wages are like fucking so low. Um, it can be a little hard to crawl back up, but you know, I'm working my way up there, but it's pretty hard. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? But what I'm saying is that 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 fucked a lot of people up, especially because and this is what, you know, Derek had pointed out when we were talking. But it's this is 100 percent true. Um, America, especially we but especially and, and I think this especially affected men, but we all are like uh, we are kind of bred and conditioned to define ourselves by our job and our work or our career or our status So if you like do things like shake up people's housing, people's bank accounts, people's ability to earn a living, you know, think about all the businesses that went out of business because of the fucking lockdown measures. Like, I don't give a fuck what like it like how scared you were of that virus. Like it is undeniable if you look at the numbers, like the damage that it did not only to mental health and suicide rates and crime rates and fucking homicide rates and fucking um, cost of housing the fucking all this bullshit um, businesses that went out of business like it is staggering how much more destructive those those lockdown policies were as, as opposed to like, oh, whatever, whatever the fucking reason was for doing them. Um, even the people that implemented them reference to the CDC uh, have issued statements saying uh that they were not effective or wasn't it the world health not that i'm a fucking advocate for the world health organization like absolutely not but even they said like yeah we don't advocate for like lockdown measures because it like fucking like puts everybody in poverty it's like yeah no shit but you know what supersedes common sense um fear and what happened when everybody had to stay home and do everything remotely what were we all in front of or at least most of us like you know what i mean uh, screens and what is our media always feeding us? Well, it's feeding us what's going to keep us on whatever app or channel we're on. That's what it's designed to do. It is, this is all literally, think of this country as a fucking really large bureaucratic casino or like a fucking slot machine. That's literally what it is. That's how it runs with your energy and attention and resources, just draining it out of you like a fucking parasite your whole life till you die. Okay. 
not to be too dark, but don't worry. There's a solution. We just all have to work together to get there. Okay. Cause nobody, this whole like bullshit lone wolf thing is like a fucking cop out for people to hide behind the fact that like they're too scared to like form relationships and try because they're afraid they'll get rejected or abandoned again. Like they did in the past. So that's just the story their ego tells themselves. So they don't have to like take a risk. It's bullshit. I call bullshit on every single fucking person, including myself who says that. And I've said it a lot. So anyways, um, uh, so we put everybody behind these fucking screens. What are the screens doing? They're doing what's the most marketable emotion that we know of, according to numbers, anger and fear. Okay. So that's what we're being sold. I don't care if you're a mainstream news watcher if you think you're like listening to some like for the people channel, like fucking NPR, who's like completely government funded, um, whatever though. Uh, I don't give a fuck what media, even if your alternative media was still a lot of full of mostly fear mongering shit and still is a lot of it. Not all, but a lot. Um, social media is a fucking nightmare. That's just like really poorly done anarchy for like fucking idiots and lunatics. So, um, that's every comment section on every app. It's insane. But what, what kind of content gets like reshared the most and commented on and watched obsessively? It's always like shock jock sensationalism shit. So like I even see alleged truth seekers in the community who I have no respect for. The second I see any of you guys do this shit, like you're done to me, at least like, like I don't respect you at all. I think you're a fucking idiot. I'm so tired of people in the so-called freedom movement who are like 100% in it for like clout and money and to try to like get some fame. Cause they, I'm like, you're literally like that guy in that matrix movie who like sells everyone out so he can go back to like being asleep. Like that's the type of like fucking scumbag that you are. If you're just like, you know, feeding off of, you know, making people essentially more neurotic and more dysfunctional and less resilient and less able to weather what we actually do have coming and what we are actually dealing with right the fuck now. And I'm going to get into that in a second because it's a lot. And I don't think I'm going to be able to cover it all in this episode, honestly. Um, So anyways, everybody was in front of like the screen of doom and inertia is a thing, dude. Habits were formed throughout all that time. And now, yeah, there's no more lockdowns anymore. Like, you know, I don't think there's any fucking mandates anywhere anymore. Um, but what do you, st- dude, we all know that we still see those people wearing masks by themselves inside their car with the windows up still in 2023, like halfway through the year. Still, we still, they're the only ones in the car. I don't know what the fuck they think. Like they're going to not have it, even if they have it. And then they're going to accidentally give it to themselves if they like breathe too much. And I don't even know, whatever. Um, you already know that person and we see it all the time. Like people are still wearing masks inside cars by themselves. What, why do you think that is? Who do you think made them so scared? Who do you think trained them like a dog? Seriously? We're not that different. Like, honestly, that's what the last three years has shown me. Um, you could train a person to really do fucking anything. Uh, and it's amazing how many people have, do not have discerning minds and cling to the propaganda talk boxes. Like it was their God. It's unbelievable. It is fucking unbelievable. The level of like how well propaganda has been perfected. It's insane. And it has 100% made people less able to connect 
because we are taught to fear each other. And this has been going on before COVID as well. Like this has been going on for a fuck, like probably as long as what we know, Operation Mockingbird became a thing right before World War II, right? Because that was the whole basis of the experiment is can we use the media to sway a population to support our entry into a war that was like the purpose of it um and the answer is yes so anywho let's rein it in um so let me uh before I fucking move on to this next fucking piece here let me just quickly say that if you enjoy the content from this substack, Memento Mori Alchemy by Testimona, where we talk about how to alchemize grief and the experiences of death and loss into a life of purpose and intention and the medicine in the shadow. So it's literal alchemy of the spirit and soul and emotion. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, if you like these podcasts, whatever, um, please consider subscribing and becoming a patron for the price of a cup of coffee once a month. It's literally $7 a month. And if a few hundred people became paid subscribers for $7 a month, I would not have to work at the fucking restaurant anymore. I'd be so happy. So if you, if you can spare $7 a month, I would massively appreciate you. If not, that's cool. If you still find value in it, but don't want to support it monetarily, uh, share it with someone that you love that you think could benefit from some of the content that might be this podcast. It might not be. It might be any of the articles I have written up until this point and will continue to write. Um, believe it or not, they are not all laced with profanity, although some are. So, you know, check on them. But um, yeah, sharing it also is another really helpful way. And then to the people that are already subscribers, but they're free subscribers, if you don't want to, if you, you're not in a position to pay, like whatever, Still, thank you for being on the email list. And this is why I am on a social media hiatus, but I obviously am still like making music, doing projects, you know, yada, yada. I still like to gather whatever I can gather from life and turn it into something valuable or interesting or like, you know, a realization or a message that I can share with you guys. Like that's just, I guess that's just what I do is I like to process things and turn them into shit and share them. Whatever the fuck is happening in life. That's what I do, whether it's music or a podcast or an article or like a book or fucking whatever. So, um, me being on social media, it's exhausting. And like, I have to go on there to fucking share it, but between me getting censored constantly for like anti-government rhetoric or for um, the fact that I feel like my soul is being drained out of my fucking eyes every time I'm looking at that fucking screen and I hate it and it breaks my heart to a really dark extent to like realize that this is what our relationships have come down to and like literally nobody gives a fuck about anybody anymore. It's so fucking sad. So I realized like, holy shit, because I'm not going on social media to promote this. I'm just emailing the people on my email list, which are both free and paid subscribers. So if I have a fucking large email list and can grow it, then I can be on social media less, be more productive for the real shit. And then I can just directly contact the people who give a shit. I don't have to fucking deal with algorithms and hashtags and fucking blinking lights, all that bullshit. So even if you're a free subscriber, man, it still helps because I can still at least get a hold of you because I got your email address. So understand that you don't have to pay to be a subscriber. And if you want to pay, 
it's insanely helpful. And sharing this is like the best thing you can do if you want to help. So, all right, enough of that shit. Let's move on to the Kidology video, which is called Our Loneliness Epidemic. And holy fuck, you guys, this is literally like, as far as what I've seen on YouTube in 2023, this video is probably the best. Like just because it, it ties in and sums up where we were at as a people better than anything I've ever seen. Honestly, honestly. And let's, let's get into that. Okay. So this video was Kidology sharing her experience with recently falling severely ill. This is a gorgeous young woman who lives in a flat in London for like brief context. And she's totally someone that you would like, okay, I'm actually, I'm not even going to get into that until I finish talking about this. A lot of points to make here. Um, so she recently fell severely ill and despite her being gorgeous, super intelligent, like the, I can't find anything wrong with her. Why she wouldn't be surrounded by people all this time, man. Um, and she's also like on online, right? What you would call an influencer, which is why be wary of fool's gold because things like attention is not the same thing as connection. Fame is fucking hollow. Like nobody actually knows who you are. Those relationships are so lonely. No one knows who you are. They're making an avatar. They're making you up and they will love and worship you hollowly at, for like something that you're not. And as soon as like whatever, whoever you are doesn't match their narrative for you, they will fucking put your head on a pike virtually, I guess. I don't know. They'll unperson your ass. Trust me. So she's got like a YouTube channel, like with over a hundred thousand subscribers who live thousands of comments on every video. And in spite of all of that, she had absolutely no one to help her while she was too sick to even leave her flat to go get medicine. So she had no one. Everyone she has is a virtual connection, which is extremely common for people in my generation and in the younger ones as well. No one lives, no one that she's connected to lives even in the same like city as her. So guess who the fuck relates to that a thousand and actually just went through the same scenario last month. That would be me. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm obviously not an influencer with that large of a YouTube channel, but I did get very sick in March for the entire month. It was a fucking nightmare. I was so sick. I should have been in the hospital, but I was too sick to drive myself. And I did not have anyone that I could reach out to near me at all. I mean, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And if like you even know someone like sort of remotely, they'll just be like, oh, like, uh, never mind. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but I've also dealt with this when dealing with severe weather events like tornadoes and shit. When you really need someone, your friends on social media are not going to help you. They only exist in that virtual space, which isn't even a real fucking place. And we somehow are now preferring our connections to be that way because it requires way less intimacy. And you can also like get away with just, I mean, a lot of people take it way too far. They like develop like fake personalities and shit. It's like super creepy. Um, but do we really prefer that? Like what the fuck is going on here? So in the video, she shared how South Korea right now is implementing a program where they are offering their young people up to $500 a month to start going out and socializing again and leave their houses and come out of isolation. Because since the whole scamdemic of 2020, 
Everyone is conditioned to still isolate and stay at home. And that's like, dude, I see that shit here too. It's fucking crazy. So she went on to tell more of her story. And I want to emphasize much of this. She shared a study and this study was five years old. So imagine how much like more intense this is now. But according to this 2018 study, about 80% of Americans reported having no faith or trust in their fellow American. And what I found the most interesting was that only 25% of that same group felt that the fact that they couldn't trust each other was even a problem. That's a huge red flag to the extreme shadow side of individualism. You recognize that you have no faith or trust in your literal community and country, but you don't see that as a problem. The only reason for that is because you are so dug into your own world, your own isolated bubble, your own virtual la-la land, that you don't even recognize the primal biological and survival need for community and connection. And that is terrifying to me and disgusting. The selfishness in Western society is mind-blowing to me. This doesn't mean that I think communism is a good idea either. Like, I know I'm taking shots at, like, how individualistic we are and how, like, honestly narcissistic we are. But I'm not saying, like, the polar opposite is a good idea either, just since lately everybody is so fucking polarized with, oh, you don't like this? Well, that must mean you like the opposite. No, it fucking doesn't. Okay, so, all right. It's, it's just, I think both extremes are equally as damaging. They're just different. I mean, you have to be like completely clueless and insensitive to not see that. Um, the decay is still there, but it's just not as blatantly obvious as like millions being murdered at once or being starved at once. It's a slow burn. You know, people being picked off in small groups or individually and going quietly into the night. Um, Shout out to Gulag Archipelago. But anyway, back to the video. She talked about how she also received an eviction notice while she was sick because she lives in like a one room flat with no kitchen or really like anything. So they can't raise the rent on her because it's bare bones, just a room. Likely what I think we would refer to as like a quad over here in the US because I've lived in quads. That's what they're like. So since they can't raise her rent legally, what they can do legally is kick her out and then raise the price on the unit and then rent it out to a new person entirely. I have seen that happen in the U.S. before. And I actually, it just fucking happened um, where I live. Uh, The apartments like down the road for me, they're low income apartments. So they were like 800 a month, right? Which is like now for now, that's hella cheap. But like a couple years ago, I would have been like, hey, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) But uh, for now, that's that's what low income is. But guess what? Overnight, because there's no rent control in Tennessee, they went from eight hundred dollars a month to fifteen hundred dollars a month. And it's like, guess what? Either like sign you have 30 days to either get the fuck out or sign a year lease at the new price. And they're not low income anymore, obviously. So. So they can do that. Um, Yeah. So that happened to her. And it happened while she was so sick that she was unable to stand up. She was also reporting that she was continuously passing out and can't hold down food, can't stay awake for like longer than like a half hour at a fucking time. Like she struggled a lot, like even in making the video, you can tell. And she talks about it, too. Um, So as she was trying to look for new accommodations, she realized that she doesn't even have anyone who can help her move. 
while she is so sick, she can barely hold her own body up. So she definitely can't pack her stuff and move. She probably needs help even finding a new place. Like it's just you like, that's just hell. I've been in situations like that. Like it's, it's insane. So she realizes that she has no one she can call on who lives anywhere close to her. She said something that I have often said before. She said, yeah, I have friends, but not close friends or so meaning not friends that will help you move. Um, or friend, like no friends that live in like a close enough proximity to her where they could help. And I, I have 1000% said that so many fucking times, like with where I live right now, which is why I do everything on my own for the most part. Um, but it's not healthy. And the fact that this is so widespread, it needs to be addressed because this is not normal. And I am fucking telling you that everybody I am seeing, whether it is the, uh, the wide array of customers I get at the bar and restaurant. Cause like, I'm not going to say where I work because I've had bad experiences with that being on the internet and then like kind of sketchy people like deciding to follow me around and show up where I work. So I'm not doing that, but I work at one of the many, um, places in Nashville that accommodate the constant influx of tourists, constant So the people that I wait on nine times out of 10 are not local. They are people that are like from all over the country and sometimes the world. So I have a pretty fucking diverse sample size. Like this is not the fucking waffle house, like in some small town in Tennessee, like at all. So I'm seeing a whole lot of motherfuckers, a whole lot of different types of motherfuckers, all walks of life, all races, all fucking different countries and shit. Like I said, and I, I mean, when it comes to different countries, I, I wouldn't, hmm, I won't say differences between countries, really. I mean, now that I think about it, the people that are foreigners are um, a little more chill, <laughs> but everybody's neurotic as fuck. And then like, you know, I know that like, I know who I work with, like they know me. Um, all of us have our own fucking problems and they're all very similar, even if they're different. It's like all of us like struggle at once. Like we all kind of seem to feel the same shit at once. It's like this illusion of individualism is so fucking stupid. And this is also what like something that Derek brought up when I was talking with him tonight was like basic quantum physics, which, and I was kind of thinking about that, um, of like, isn't it weird that it seems like when certain thoughts or concepts or issues kind of bubble to the surface, it's, it almost seems like it happens for everyone all at once. And like, that's apparently, you know, the whole, like everything being energy thing and us all being connected all the time. Like, what if we're all just, what if we're all like individual cells in like one giant God brain? (laughs) What if we are, what if we are all thoughts inside the mind of God, but we're all like the same mind or what if we're all whatever. These are analogies. Like, I don't think that I'm like a thought, like I'm a, whatever the, I don't know. I'm like a weird energy being thing. Like whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but, um, it's, it's kind of like that though. It feels like that. Like we're all like way more connected than, and so that's why all this, this culture of individualism and putting everybody on a pedestal and we have the peasantry and they always fight (laughs) for sure. We always fight. And then we have like our celebrities, which are like, you know, the the monarchy basically for Americans. Um, And then we have like the ultra rich, which like you don't really ever see them unless you are waiting on them, (laughs) like, (laughs) which is the only time I really ever see the people that are that rich. Um, This girl who made the YouTube video 
also shared a few news clips showing the rising levels of mistrust and isolation in society. And some were pretty fucked. Like there was one, this was in New York and it was recently, um, it was a woman driving at night who acts, she like didn't, there's no service where she was driving. No, so no GPS, right? Like she was in the woods, like maybe upstate New York. I don't, I don't fucking know, but she accidentally turned down the wrong road and it was someone's driveway. And the man who lived at that house just saw a car and open fired on the vehicle and shot her in the head and killed her. He didn't even wait to find out who it was. She was just somebody who took the wrong turn. But to any American hearing that story, nobody will be surprised because all of us know how most people react to people they don't know being, uh, insert quotation marks here, in their space or on my property or whatever. We're just like, all of you can fuck off and die. Like, this is my area. Like, fuck off. Which is fucking crazy um, that we have evolved this way. It really is. And if there's people that are older that remember a time when it was way different than what it is, please fucking chime in. Like, comment on this post. Like, do fucking something, please. Because we really need everybody's fucking voice. Because this, this shit that we're doing, the way that we're living is not natural. It's not normal. That is why everybody is so fucking unfulfilled and unhappy. It's, it's just nuts. I don't know a single person who is actually happy. Not one. Not one. I do not. I don't. It's possible that maybe like one or two floaters, you know, might be. And I just don't know yet because I don't know them that well. But as far as the people that I do know... And these are people from all over the world and they do not all know each other. No. I mean, like they might have feelings of pleasure or happiness or well, you know, whenever things might go their way, but that's not the same thing as being truly happy or fulfilled. No, not at all. And most people I know are actually a lot worse than that. So it's just, it's just a trip. Like the way that we react to each other as if we aren't all the same family, as if we aren't all sharing the same home, which is the planet. But in this simulation, no, everything and everyone is divided. People are more aggressive than ever, but we're told that's normal. People are afraid of each other, but we're told to fear each other. People hate each other. That's championed half the time as virtue. And if one person steps on another person's property or has an opposing opinion or belief, violence is seen as either to be expected or even fucking justified. And your leaders, who are nothing more than foot soldiers for large corporations and banking cartels, and have absolutely no fucking difference except their branding, fun fact, those motherfuckers will even sometimes join in to throw gas on the fire and encourage the fucking peasants to try and kill each other or fuck shit up or burn their fucking cities down. It's nuts. But this is the world right now, and we don't have to accept this. This is literally going on because we allow it. We allow it with our inaction and we allow it with our continued participation. Even if we think we're keeping our heads down and not being part of the problem, it's so bad that if we're not working toward a solution, we're still part of the problem because we're just dead weight and we're making it way harder for anyone to do anything fucking good because there's so much resistance against them. So I don't know. Some of y'all need to learn about the fucking Weimar Republic. Okay. Cause we're 2.0 right now. I'm not fucking kidding, bro. Um, all right. 
so back to this girl, she talks a lot about the, the failing of also the so-called medical professionals who did absolutely nothing when she was so fucking like, it was, I can't believe it. Like they literally told her while she was chronically passing out and vomiting and couldn't keep food down. It was all fucked up. They were like, uh, we think you just need to like, you know, keep your chin up. We hope you stop passing out. Like we're not sending an ambulance by. It's like, what? Like, all right. So it's, it, the story is just really intense, but, um, yeah, I will not go on a tangent on the medical industry right now onward. So this video of this girl, it's something most people would say if they looked at her, um, especially the incels and like the Andrew Tate manosphere, whatever the fuck that thing is, they'll always be like, Oh, women get everything they want. Cause of how they look, they have the easiest lives, bitch. Shut the fuck up. No, that is not true. If you look at this girl and I've had people say that same shit to me too. I'm like, you have no idea how I feel inside. You have no idea. You have no idea though to the level to, at which I struggle with loneliness and grief and isolation and the fucking shit that I deal with and deal with alone. Like I don't just have this like parade of fucking people that are like genuine and authentic that are like, yeah, we'll help you with every, no, like shut the fuck up, dude. But if you, if we take this girl, you would say, oh, she's so lucky. She has everything. She's beautiful. Like blah, blah, blah. Well, this is why, you know, and then, then y'all are confused when like famous people or people like that are influencers or seem to be successful, kill themselves. It's like, all right, well, your definition of having everything is likely way off. And you're also likely failing to recognize that everything we see on the internet is smoke and mirrors. And everything we see almost everywhere except real life is bullshit. And I'll get to that in a second, maybe. I don't know if I'll have time, but this woman is a beautiful young woman who you know, YouTube video creator, hundreds of thousands of fans, subscribers, commenters, whatever. But she has no relationships in real life. And when shit hits the fan for her in her life, there is no one out there out of that hundred thousand that is there for her in real life. And I guess the reason why I keep emphasizing this is on a smaller scale, I really fucking relate. It's like people will look at you on social media and be like, oh, they're well-spoken. Oh, they're attractive. Oh, they do this. Oh, they do that. I bet they blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, how about you stop imagining us and our lives because you have no fucking idea. Like we're on here as part of our business. Like if you want it, like people don't want the truth. You don't want real authenticity. You don't. Like if, if I really went 100% full honesty on a podcast or like a sub stack or even my lyrics in, in the music, if I went, which, all right. The next song that I have coming out, it's titled Everyone's Favorite Piece of Trash. And like backstory real briefly, I recorded it in a motel room in Knoxville at the end of last summer as an alternative to putting a gun to my head. And that song actually saved my life. Like, I'm not fucking kidding. You want honesty? That's honesty. That makes you feel fucking uncomfortable, doesn't it? So you're lucky that this song fucking slaps hard because the lyrics are fucking dark because I literally wrote it and recorded it in a motel room without a fucking beat in 20 minutes in like 
just to like try to stop a fucking massive panic attack and like somehow did it and then just like sent it to my engineer and was like, can you build a beat around this, please? So like that song was literally just vocals and like the instruments and the, the beat you'll hear around it. That was made after I emailed it to him. Like that's how that song was made. Okay. So that song is what's next. Um, and then there's also like a follow-up song that's much more positive and uplifting, but I can't give you that before I take you through the gallows. Okay. So that's just me making a fucking point. Like, like it's terrible. There's a reason why I haven't released that song yet. Like it's terrifying because people, they fucking freak out. Like you guys don't want full honesty. If I really fucking got on here and like told you what the fuck goes through my head every single fucking day, like you would, you would stop listening. You'd be like, this is too much. Like I have my own problems. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to be brought down. Like most of y'all get on to podcasts or whatever the fucks, because maybe you want to learn something. Maybe, you know, you're interested in the topic. Maybe you want to be entertained. Maybe you want to get taken out of your own feelings, your own stress, your own troubles, your own uncertainties and fears and insecurities and pain. So like, why the fuck do you like you like people are so overburdened and overstimulated, like they don't want to hear about anybody else's shit like they just don't. So and that's what God, this girl in this video. The thing, oh man, I mean, we aren't even engaged in reciprocal relationships anymore, bro. No one cares. And that's what this girl realized when she got sick. She says that throughout the whole video. She's like, I just realized nobody cared. And I'm like, yeah, bro, they don't. I think you guys read that from me when I had that tornado moment, thought I was going to die alone and like nobody would even like know or give a fuck or how long would it take to like even figure out that I was missing or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like those things go through your head when you really are fucking alone, like physically, like you know, and you don't even have any of your close people within like 2000 miles of you, you know, that's real shit. And so like, they wouldn't. Um, and it's just kind of weird. We don't have reciprocal relationships. People don't know how to do relationships. We're like retarded as fuck. No one cares. People are just spectators and consumers of each other's lives. Cause that's what these apps train us to do. No one actually cares. And I see this Every time I get to know a new person, which is all the time, let me back up. There are a few people that this is obviously not true with, obviously. And I hope that you guys know that. Like if, if, if I, I, if I engage with you like regularly and like we, like I look you in the eye and like whatever the, you know, it's not you. Okay. I'm talking about like people on the, people on the internet, like this, just so you know, this is not. Nobody on my Substack list and nobody in my Telegram does this apply to. Like, this is not you guys, but everybody else. <laughs> everybody else, except like a few people I could count on half of one hand. Okay. So I see this a lot, especially when I'm meeting new people. And here's where the dating app stuff comes in, you guys. What a fucking nightmare. I decided to try it out on Impulse the last full moon we had. Um, so that was like almost a month ago. I was like, I'm gonna do it. And then like after a couple of days, I was like, oh my God, ew, fuck this. And I like just deleted it. And then I like reactivated it. I was like, well, I'll just, whatever. I'll just like leave it and like check the messages periodically or whatever. Um, you guys, uh, so it's like, uh, you know, I'm not saying you couldn't find somebody dope. I'm just saying it's literally like finding a needle in a haystack. And it's so telling of like how crippling that method of trying to get to know someone is like it is unbelievable, unfucking believable 
it's, I mean, it's disgusting. And people are like also looking at you like you're a commodity to buy in like an online store. Like I literally had somebody send me a message. Like you can like respond to people's profiles and like whatever. And some guy literally said, he like said some type of thing that he probably thought was a compliment. He's like added to cart. And I was like, what? Like literally I already had that analogy in my head of like online shopping, mail order bride type of fuck shit. And then somebody comments on my picture being like, Oh, I like this added to cart. Like, ew, dude, what? Like, so yeah, you could probably guess I didn't talk to that fucking idiot, but, um, this game, people just play this fucking game. And this is like the most common thing I fucking see. They play the game of pretending to take, and this is not just in the context of dating. You guys, this is like, literally I'm seeing this in like friendships too. So there's this game that gets played of like pretending to take somewhat of an interest in you initially, but as soon as somewhat of a connection is established and they don't feel like they have to pretend anymore, or like maybe they feel like they're somewhat secure and like you approve of them or whatever, like their auditions over apparently in their head. I don't fucking know. I don't feel like I sh- people are auditioning like, like meaning I don't expect that from people, but I feel like people approach meeting new people as if it was a fucking audition and they start acting And we wonder why we have problems when the mask comes off. Cause we're like, Hey, this is not what the fuck I thought it was. You know, false advertisement, um, fucking fraudulent ass motherfuckers. So they become endless talk boxes of nothing but themselves. And it's fucking disgusting. It's literally like whatever looping narrative is always running through their head constantly which is usually always one of self-obsession and like, I'm no different. Like, you know, what are like, I have, you have to train your mind to like, not think about yourself constantly. Um, is the only thing that's able to, that's the only thing that comes out of their mouths. It's like their programming is just from then on broadcasted mindlessly to you. You can even say something about yourself or your life or like anything. And if it isn't directly about them or something that they personally are very interested in, It will be as if you never said anything at all. And the conversation loops back around to them obsessing about themselves. It's like we go from people thinking they want some sort of relationship, whether friendship or otherwise, to as soon as they feel like they don't have to act anymore, it turns into just all pull, all taking, no giving. It's parasitic. It's often corrupted even further by envy in certain cases. And I hate to say this, ladies, but I'm talking about a few of you guys. Like, and what's fucking crazy is like the way I see you guys, like as individuals, you guys already fucking are amazing and like have all the, all the things. Like, why do you need to trip out about like what someone else has going on? You don't. And it's like really unattractive and it's super obvious. So like in this energy that we're in collectively, like tone it the fuck down. Just saying, um, And so anyways, back to this shit, these people like wind up treating you like you are their surrogate parent. It feels like talking to a three-year-old who is just barely putting sentences together and everything is just a constant show and tell of their lives, like randomly making no sense half the time, like just the most ridiculous crippled level of ability to relate and communicate and like so one-sided that it's like 
from a toddler, it's cute because we're like, oh, cute. It's learning how to talk. But like from a 30 year old, 40 year old man, that's not fucking cute. I'm like, what happened? Did it fall on its head? Like, is it retarded? Holy shit. So it's, yeah, you, I mean, you should have grown out of that when you were like five, dude, not 35, not 45. What the fuck? So something's wrong. I think social media is one of the biggest culprits. I think media in general is one of the biggest culprits. I think it paints these like unbelievably unrealistic pictures of what reality is. I think people are so fucking robbed of a basic moral compass in this society. I mean, I I brought up the Weimar or Weimar Republic, but like, look that up, dude. Like we really are the next, and this is the fall of empire shit. This is typical, but we are just a bunch of like little hedonistic, hedonistic piglets. That's what we are. Um, it's really gross. I really don't like it. I also really don't like people whose whole personality is like brunch tacos and margaritas. I'm like, oh my God, do you, do you have anything about you other than what you consume to talk about? You fucking idiot. So please don't be that person. Anyways, sorry guys. We're going to pivot here. Sorry. Um, so I would argue that this is all a result of also guys energetically castrating men and women. We are now only seeing the shadow sides of the feminine and masculine. There is no balance, not only in like those two differing energies, but within the energies themselves. It is rampant narcissism and power struggles, deception, selfishness. And like I mentioned earlier, that fucking envy that is so disgusting. My God, it's just it. And I think a lot of that comes from the uh, scarcity wound that has been programmed into all of us because you can't have a lifelong consumer if they're not constantly thinking that they're in a state of lack in some form or another, but it is really overrun right now. And it's gross. I hope people will watch the video that I've been, you know, talking about in this episode, kidology. I will link it in the post. Fuck it. Um, yeah, because I'm about to shift gears. There's a lot of really good insights in her video that I did not touch on here. Her delivery is also much softer and less cussing. So for those of you with more sensitive palates, you will probably hear something from her that you didn't or could not hear from me. So the last thing I will touch on from her video, though, is that emphasis on the chronic distrust that everyone has for everyone else. And I must confess, I really, really relate to that on like a level that is alarming to me. I'll tell you. When someone I don't know well now, this did not used to be the case, except for when I was like younger, right? But that was like, oh my God, to say that I was a traumatized teenager is like a fucking understatement, dude. I was like a rabid feral animal. Um, So I haven't been like this for a very long time, but I'm noticing this now. Uh, When someone I don't know well invites me over or even does something nice for me, I legitimately do not get it. I wonder what the catch is. What is their angle? Do they want money? Are they plotting on me? Are they going to try to kill me if I'm alone with them? Are they going to try to rob my ass? Is the food they're making poisoned? Are they trying to gather intel from me, opening up about certain topics so they can use them against me in the future? Um, Do they have some like weird fucking agenda? Like, are they going to like try some shit? Like, you know, what is going on? What do they gain from this? Because it, it couldn't possibly be 
just what it is at face value, right? It couldn't possibly be somebody wanting to build a relationship. It couldn't possibly be somebody wanting to connect. It couldn't possibly be somebody wanting to do something nice. No, it's got to be a joke or a prank or a plot or a scheme or like, you know, somebody that's like completely fucking unhinged and is like trying to fucking, you know, take you out. You know what I mean? Like off the planet. That's where my fucking head goes. And that's not, I mean, yeah. Do we, are, do, am I raised in a fucking culture of fear? Yeah. Does that affect me? Yes. Do I also have personal experiences that speak to that? Yes. So it's not like all a hundred percent in my head at all, but, um, to try to pick apart what is stuff that I have actually seen and experienced and what is just like, cause like I don't watch mainstream news, right? But even just observing like how fucking crazy people get on social media and like the type of comments people fucking leave, it's like, it's, it's insane. Like I'm not even going to repeat some of the shit I've fucking seen. And I see it a lot which is also not good for you. I don't want that shit in my fucking head, but I'm like, damn, are there really that many people out there that fucking think that way? And like, want to do these fucking crazy things? Like, is this real? Or like, are they feds? Are they bots? Like what is going on? Because I can't see who the person is on the other side of that fucking screen name. I can't. It's another fucking problem with this bullshit on the internet, man. It's like, I have no idea, no idea, but you know, whatever. Um, I recognize this as a flaw in my own thinking regardless and something I have to deal with and work through because the reality is in many cases there, there, in many cases there is an angle. Um, we are jaded. However, it's a problem when that reaction is blanketly applied to everyone because in a lot of fucking cases there isn't. And also I look at me and it's like, okay, if I know that I'm not out here constantly plotting and scheming on fucking everybody, then couldn't it be a fucking possibility that there are also others who also are not like that? Obviously, yes. So, you know, um, I think that myself and probably a lot of other people as well, uh, some of our life's work is to have to learn how to not only communicate better in the situation so we can like, you know, decipher it better, but also how to better discern intuition from our trauma responses Like that is fucking hard. It's so hard. So if you know, you know. All right. Um, All right. Last thing on the video before we switch gears. I don't know who else relates to this, but I have fallen for the delusion that the antidote to loneliness and the antidote to being treated like dog shit from people in society who view you as lower on the peasantry totem pole than them is to simply be more so that one day you'll be enough. And here's what that sounds like. If I could just be pretty enough, successful enough, smart enough, perfect enough, have a better body, better hair, better makeup, more money, higher status, somehow just figure out how to do everything better all at once, perfectly, with no criticism ever. If I could just be good enough at music, more successful, have a better job, whatever, then I will, be en- then, then I will just be enough for someone, then I will just be enough. If I could just be everything all at once, then I will just be enough. Then I will be loved. Then I will have real friends. Then I will have a partner. Then I will have love in my life. 
then I will be accepted. But unless I am perfect in every way, I am invisible. And that is something that has been in my head since, honestly, I can't remember a time when it wasn't. Even as a young child, the inherent sense of worthlessness has always been there. And that is really fucking sad. And to the stupid incels out there that think a woman has an easy life because guys want to have sex with her so therefore she can get whatever she wants, you idiots cannot be farther from the truth. Look no further than the video I am linking to in this post. This girl is so beautiful. She looks like a princess, so well-spoken. She sounds like she has a PhD. I see zero flaws anywhere. She has such a lovable, classy demeanor and energy. And guess what? She is describing such desolation, isolation, and misery, and she breaks down crying multiple times in the video. You seriously think she has everything because of how she looks or her gender? So let's just go ahead and burst that bubble immediately. So just like there is a stark difference between an actual artist versus an entertainer, which no place on earth will teach you that lesson as well as living in Nashville will, There is an incredible difference between attention versus genuine connection. They are nowhere near the same thing. In this world of everyone being basically a mail order bride, but for people's temporary fleeting entertainment, we are all chewing each other up and spitting each other out compulsively. So shall I change gears and wrap this episode up? I think so. Yes. I am going to read something to you guys from somebody in my Telegram group, which again, if you download the app or I'll just link it, I'll link it in the fucking post, whatever. Uh, The Great Silencing Uncensored. So this one is from Don Connor, a.k.a. Ronan, who I met uh, last summer at the Self-Reliance Festival. He's pretty fucking dope. I appreciate everybody in my fucking Telegram group. Like, although we are not all you know, living in the same area in real life, we can have real fucking conversations in there and it's completely uncensored and everybody is like unbelievably generous and resourceful and brilliant and smart and caring. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel really blessed that like, I know these, even, even if like, we're not all like in real life, at least not yet, but I'm really grateful for like everybody in there. Really. I am. So if you're listening to this, like I fucking appreciate you so much and you have made more of an impact on my life than you realize. I'm not good at expressing that kind of stuff, but all of you have, like all of you, 100%. So thank you so much for your participation in that group and in those conversations. So, um, okay, Uh, let me read the entire... Okay, no, 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 actually, I can't read the entire thing because it was like a multi-person like really long conversation. Um, But I'm going to, I am going to read some of it verbatim and then I'm going to just highlight some of it. So this applies especially to the people wanting to exit the collapsing empire and build a real community with resilience. This also will speak to all the people who habitually default to um, things like Fuck everybody. I'm in my fuck off era. Self-love. La, 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 la. I don't need anybody. Or I'm a lone wolf. Like da, 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 da. All the people that just like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, default to that whole like, it's just me. I don't need nobody. Da, da, da. That's just so overly commercialized in our society. And it's an absolute lie. 
It's just something that we say to make ourselves feel better for the reality that everything around us is failing us and we're scared. So we're like, oh, we don't care. We don't care. Defense is up. I don't care. I think that we should face the reality that everything around us is failing so we can fix it instead of finding weird ways to do acrobatics around the problem. But all right, let me just pull out my phone here and get to this message. So to give you guys context, this conversation started because I was wondering how everyone in the chat had exited or how they were planning to exit the cities. I wanted to know how they found community, how they got to be self-sufficient or how that plan was going if they weren't there yet. One thing I'll point out is everyone I know who is in that situation um, where they are on their own land and they are set up and self-sufficient. Never have I ever heard a story that started with I did this or I did that. It is always we did this and then we did that. And now we fill in the blank, etc. Even if it's just two people, bro, that's still hard enough doing it with two people. Cause I know a, a, a couple right now that's like doing it with just two and like, they still need to have more people on their property. Um, but if it was one, it would be fucking impossible. It is never one, never, never. So also, I know I don't want to be in Nashville anymore either for many reasons, which is why I made this post. I am done with ridiculously sensationalized American cities. Um, I'm further away from where I started, luckily, like West Coast, you know, with the branch COVIDian culture and tyrannical laws and, you know, people attempting to force inoculate people. That doesn't mean I don't love parts of Oregon. It doesn't mean I don't love parts of California. Of course I do. And I have my friends there too. like, well, Eugene it's Oregon is a fucking mess, but LA absolutely. Like I have like two of my like closest friends on the planet live in LA. You know what I mean? Like there's hella people there that I miss, dude. I like really, really fucking do. It's the fucking, you know, it's, it's the other shit that I let, that I had to leave. You know, it's not because of, you know, certainly not because of them. I fucking miss the shit out of them, but I do, um, see that, you know, disease of the hive mind that I was, you know, fleeing over there. It's starting to spread even to Nashville, you know? And I think that is the fate of all American cities, large ones at least. Um, so I'm like, all right, I got to get away from cities. I'm no longer interested. And I know that now I don't need to be in one of these cities to make music. Like I would rather be in an area where I had genuine community, which is hard to find in cities. You will meet a lot of people and you'll find endless fair weather friends, but genuine connections, unbelievably rare, especially if they're sustained. Like, how could you? Everyone is so overstimulated and hypnotized to the max. The level of distrust is also extremely high out here and in any city. And the revolving door nature of people coming and going is constant. So this is just the nature of population flooded urban areas. So in this telegram chat, we all talked, but a big thing was obviously yes, to get to a place or at least get out of a place that doesn't work. But for what's coming and what's already happening, there isn't anywhere to run on this earth. That's one thing. And that's fucking true. Um, this, I mean, you, we don't need to like stay at like, you know, the X on the map where like a smart city is being built around you. Like, fuck that. But at some point, like we're all going to have to put up a, a, a resistance. We are, 
we, we are all going to have to weather a fucking storm economically, uh, socially, um, likely stuff with the government, you know, I don't know, cosmically, like there's all kinds of shit going on, bro. Like, so, so it does matter where you are. Like you just need to not be isolated. You know what I mean? And like, you could be in a city of like millions of people and be isolated as fuck. So like it would, you'd be better living out in the middle of nowhere, but at least living like with people that like with 10, 15 people that you're all tight with, you know what I mean? That's, that's way better. It's way better. So there isn't anyone to run that would be a, that was established. And then the second thing, uh, this actually was mentioned by rebel scum who I've, uh, mentioned in a prior podcast episode. I think it was called preppers in the solution. Um, so rebel scum mentioned, uh, to not see how keeping the freedom valuing people constantly on the move is part of the plan. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I read that. I'm reading that wrong. Uh, he said, um, to, to not be able to see how keeping the freedom valuing people on the move is like being part of the plan is to underestimate the adversary. And the reason for this is because all the NPCs are going to gather in the cities and have no problem with open air prisons being constructed around them. They won't even notice, but us, we are going to be on this eternal musical chair exodus, which is what we have been on. I've been on that, you know, and we become scattered. And when we are isolated, we have no power. This was also mentioned in an unreleased podcast I did with Unconstitutional Awakening last week. It will be released soon, by the way, just having some technical difficulties. Somebody's computer crashed who was hosting the episode. So they are having to retrieve files um, from somebody else who also happened to be recording. There was like six of us on it. So luckily more than one person was. Um, But okay, that was mentioned at the end of that episode, like literally with six of us on it. And we, we all knew that the fact that our scatteredness was our greatest weakness and that we needed to start gathering and building in real life and together. And the fact that we're all dependent on spyware to communicate is fucking insane. And there is nothing lonelier than, well, something I posted recently, which was a quote saying, what a strange existence it is to only exist in someone else's imagination. And it is devastating because people eventually make shit up about you. They create their own avatars and you'll never be whatever they created to fill in the endless blanks that come along with virtual relationships. This is why we need to be in the same place. This is why we need in real life communities. This is why we need like intentional communities. So Let's get to Don's quote, okay? He spoke of the struggles and lessons to be learned from his indigenous ancestors, escaping resettlement and seeking shelter, and the differences between the ones who stayed versus the ones who moved. If you join the channel, I recommend checking out the entire thread. He spoke of some local groups he was beginning to become acquainted with. Uh, then he makes a very valuable point, which I, which I do not discuss enough, but I could not agree more. He did mention being discouraged by what he saw in the insert air quotes here, liberty movement, the pay P-A-Y triots and couch commandos who are just waiting for the shit to hit the fan before they do anything. He says, I see lots of MREs stocked, lots of ammo being purchased, lots of chatter about prepping and world events, and even lots of homesteading interest. 
But none of these things is by itself an answer to our situation, but merely whistling past the graveyard, end quote. And I could not agree more. Let's continue on with what he says, though. He goes on to say, the concept that I repeatedly attempt to convey is that without collaboration and commitment to a new way of doing society, all our efforts are pointless. Civilization as we have known it has proven to be no more than a prison that we attempt to decorate with twinkling lights. We paper our concrete walls with fake money and attempt to conceal the concertina wire, which means barbed wire, uh, from ourselves behind lush greenery. No matter how luxuriously appointed or how much leisure time we are allotted in the exercise yard, a prison is still a prison. I feel that our focus has to shift toward a conversation about the world beyond the walls and how we would prefer to live and how to stop being our own jailers and funding others who have nothing better to do than oppress us. We have to start talking about how we support each other in emancipating ourselves and our talents and how to reassemble ourselves into a society that fits for that is fit for humans to live in. Nobody's going to do it for us. We have to help each other be the leaders we wish to have. It would give me great encouragement to see more open discussion about these issues. Your ideas and viewpoints matter much more than the 24 hour fear porn news cycle. Please step up and be heard. End quote. So that is a solid fucking message right there. And I also encourage that in everyone. Like, please, uh, please, to all the people out there. Yo, if you're listening, you're probably not this person. But if you know this person, I don't give a fuck if you clip this audio and just screen record just this part and like send it to them. Be like, bitch, this is for you. Listen, if you're one of those people that's like, Nah, I'm a lone wolf. I'm gonna just do my thing. You're on your like Sigma shit. You're on my, it's just me and myself and I until I die type shit. You're on the, oh, I'm just gonna hunker down and stack ammo and guns and just wait for shit to hit the fan. I'm gonna just be on my own. I'm gonna just be rogue. I don't trust nobody. I'm gonna be on my own, whatever. Like what the, f hey, guess what? It affects people if you don't fucking show up to life. It does. Because it's, okay, think of it with this analogy. Think of being short-staffed at a really busy restaurant. Like, imagine if, like, just half the kitchen was like, you know what, I think I'm going to just do my own thing today and, like, didn't come in to work. Um, guess who has to shoulder the rest of the weight of that entire reality and that entire experience, that entire mission? Fucking everyone. And the whole thing goes off the rails and everyone suffers all because you wouldn't show up to play your part. Like you did not incarnate here to just fucking isolate and be a fucking hermit. I realize that the Sigma archetype is grossly glorified, usually by like super cowardly fucking dudes or whatever, but it's not cute. You're not a child. You're not fucking dressing up in a Batman outfit and like pretending like you can fucking just wear a mask and be some mysterious thing and blah, blah, blah. No, you're an adult. You have a responsibility. Like if you've lived this long, like somebody looked after you and raised you with the intent that you'd fucking do something with your time on this planet. So fucking do it. We need help. Like we need more people in this, dude. We need people to make sure that there is even a future for the fucking kids and kids to soon be born to even have. So, or do we want them like growing up in fucking famine and war and disease and just unbelievable misery 
all because our generation wouldn't do shit because the men are fucking feminized and they won't do fuck all and they're just dumb pieces of shit that just want to stare at a screen. I can say the same shit for most of the fucking women. Like anybody who is like has their heads up their ass and like is refusing to fucking participate or is just tuning out or on this never ending navel gaze fucking trip. All of you are fucking failures. I'm just going to say it. All of you are fucking failures. But guess what? It's not too late. You can turn it around right now, little bitch. So do something different. Like, seriously. Because this whole, like, I'm just on my own, da-da-da-da-da. Translation, I'm a wounded fucking child who refuses to address their trauma. And instead, I'm going to make myself and everyone else suffer for my own self-inflicted martyrdom. That's your fucking translation. It's not cute. It's fucking tired. Now is not the time to be lagging or abandoning the pack. There's no such thing as a lone wolf, you stupid fuck. They don't even exist in nature. Shut the fuck up. Join the fucking resistance. Join the fucking revolution. Join people being in a fucking solution. Join the human race. Join life. And if you don't want to... And I mean, you obviously do, right? Because you haven't killed yourself. And I'm by no, don't do that either. Fucking idiot. I'm not suggesting you do that. But if you haven't killed yourself, you obviously still want to be here. Like you might not want to be here with the way that things are. Like I totally get that. I totally get thinking about killing yourself. I, I think about it all the time for me. But there's a difference between legitimately wanting to die and just not wanting to live this life. Those are two very different things. And for most of us, it not all obviously, but most, it's the latter. And that's good because if we don't want to live the life that this is, we can still fucking change it. Like we can All of us have a lot more power than we think. We just go about it the wrong way and we siphon it and let it leak out of us every day with no return through things like our phone and the apps and social media and vices like drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, um, garbage food with a bunch of fucking microplastics that fuck up your hormones and destroy your testosterone levels, which both men and women need to not be fucking retarded. So, you know... Maybe start there and uh, try to not lie all the time compulsively and just be who you are and, you know, try to, like, care about other people, like, ask how they are. And when they start talking, listen. Um, Yeah, one step at a time. Anyway, yeah, send that to, like, whatever douchebag friend that you have that, like, refuses to step up to the plate. We all have them. Anyway. Okay. Whoa. Let me just, like, reset my brain for a second. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Okay, I need to wrap this up. I just want to say one last thing, y'all. In regards to the Liberty Movement, which, oh my God, you guys, I really want to go to Pork Fest in June, which is like just the, from what I've heard, the best and the largest um, freedom festival in the country. It's in New Hampshire, and it's like, I think it's like mostly libertarian leaning, but it's like just it's 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 not dude. Don't don't hear freedom and like trip out. It's not a bunch of like, you know, fucking like people that are out there like wanting to suck fucking Donald Trump's dick like gross. It's not that it's literally people that are like, yeah, fuck the government telling us what to do. Like we want freedom. We want like 
you know, empowerment of our local communities and like we just want to live dope lives and shit. Like, let's all come together. It's happy times. It's actually family friendly. So and it's it's fucking New Hampshire. Hello. So anyways, I really want to get to that um, good community building opportunity. If you want to help me get there, you can become a paid subscriber to this fucking Substack. Um, but anyways, I do want to speak on the liberty movement that I have seen. I haven't met the folks at Porkfest. Um, so if I get to go, I'll be very excited and very happy. But the biggest flaw that I see that I really encourage all of us to like address, um, besides obviously like the parasites in it that are in it for clout and not the cause, which I really hope you guys can please just figure out who these people are. It's so fucking obvious watch for patterns don't be swept off your feet by smoke and mirrors on social media or like people's media personalities like pay attention to a motherfucker's energy in real life okay you will be able to figure it out for yourself all right just pay attention pay attention and be careful who you give your fucking money to okay pay attention so because it is it is a fucking problem but that's just what happens when our cultural well is poisoned by the addiction to fame and fortune That's the biggest flaw is that we have never, we have never addressed how to do relationships. We never emphasize personal growth. And if it's ever brought up in like regular society, it's packaged and sold to us in a way that in my opinion breeds narcissism. I cannot tell you how many people I know that withdraw like from the world entirely to work on themselves, but they become like more isolated and self-obsessed and delusional when they do it. So I'm like, I'm not really sure like who's facilitating the healing, but it's not really going well. Um, so they wind up like equating all of their problems to the actions of other people and they become even more antisocial and therefore completely useless to society and even a detriment and a causer of pain and agony and heartbreak in literally every situation I've seen, which is a countless amount. How the fuck are you supposed to get good at being a friend or a partner or a community member if you don't practice being that? And by practice, I don't mean team up with people you are that you are like, I'm going to use them for practice. No, don't do that. Like, please don't cause more harm in this realm. For, For Christ's sake. I mean, actually go do it and learn as you go. Learn by doing. You're never going to learn what is inside you that keeps getting triggered by other people unless you work with what arises when you get triggered. Like learning to be with it without immediately reaching. Hiding from it is not the answer. That is the coward's way out. Or in other words, the modern American way. So... No one is helping each other exit and build, but we'll certainly sell you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in masterclasses and event tickets to tell you how to do it. Practical application together, though, like actually supporting each other in real life within some groups, I will say that does happen in some. But for an entire movement who preaches it, you would think the percentage would be way higher than it actually is. So I'm not saying it's all a lie because that's not true. Um, some of the best people I know I have met in this movement and community. They are they are fucking incredible people, like beyond incredible, you guys. So it's not everybody. I am simply just pointing out that I feel like we could do better. Like, I feel like we should be like batting at least like an, a solid 90%, like not like, you know, what it is now. So... We still have the fundamental problem that was repeated all throughout the that YouTube video I was just talking about. 
nobody cares. So yes, it's a feeling that burns very deep when you realize that no one cares. And I'm faced with it daily. I choose to sink into it and feel it instead of run from it now. I find out what I learned there. What are my responses and reactions when I feel it? Because it might not be reality forever, but it is reality where I am right now. Obviously not 100% across the board, but I would say 95%, maybe like 90. I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's, it's high. It's high. Like if I'm being honest with myself, but then there are like those few people that like really truly like do give a fuck and are like insanely solid. It's so weird how there's like no middle ground. <laughs> it's just like one or the other. Um, but you know, back to the masses, back to the, uh, ocean of hypnotized minds, you know, nobody cares when they are under the spell. We are robbed of our souls and on the same level of a fucking Roomba or like any other type of domestic machinery when we are emotionally numb and devoid of empathy. Excuse me. We have plenty of apathy. Devoid of empathy. When we are chronic navel gazers, like, oh my God, don't even get me started on the spiritual community. They can be the absolute worst, but then they can also be the best. Like I said, not much middle ground. So I will end with this. Spend less time on screens for, dude, yo, try it for a week. I'm still going. I'm going to continue spending less time on my phone and I'm still not back on social media. um, Despite the fact that I have new music coming out and I like eventually have to get on there to tell people when and where and also what and why. (laughs) Or maybe I'll just keep just stick to email lists. I don't know, man. But it's one of the most raw and personal shit of projects I've ever done, like both of the songs, because it's like rock bottom and then the bounce back. So it's very different from the last release. But um, I think my approach will be very different when I get back on these apps because I, I really cannot handle being on my phone all the time. I feel my soul draining out of my eyes. So all I can say is put the phone down when you're with people, even if they are strangers. Look up from the screen, go outside, look around, pay attention to your feelings when you notice the urge to reach for something to take you out of the moment and observe what happens if you're brave enough to resist the urge to reach. It will tell you more about yourself and human psychology in general than any degree or therapist ever will, in my experience at least. Just observe. Slow down. The circus has ended. The only ones continuing the false dream of the false reality are us because we keep fucking participating. And there is certainly no resistance. And no resistance equals consent, y'all. With this type of shit that's what the overlords see it as when it comes to natural law but that's okay i'm not getting into that i need to end this um all right well nothing is ever going back to normal and normal was never normal to begin with but it's not coming back so accept it and for the love of god try to connect with people everyone is suffering right now We have to try. I know it's hard. If you have like beef with somebody or you're pissed or you're resentful, like fucking have a conversation. Jesus Christ. Like the, our like capacity to to do conflict resolution is like so awful. Like, uh, all right. All right. Anyways, I know it's hard. 
I know we feel super resistant to it. I know we don't want to open up or be vulnerable. I know we think no one cares. I didn't do a great job of like not validating that tremendously (laughs) on this episode, but some motherfuckers do care. Find out who doesn't doesn't care by like being real and opening up and being like, yo, fucking this and that. And like, watch how they fucking react. You know, I know we don't want people to know how bad we hurt or what we're going through. But if we don't break the cycle of hiding and running and living a lie, we don't have to wait for the end of the world or the fall of civilization. We'll do ourselves in before that agenda is even completed. We will 2030 ourselves by the time 2025 comes around. Guaranteed. We will be our own demise if we can't break the addiction to avoidance and distraction and emotional numbing. Point blank period. And with that, I bid you lovely motherfuckers good night.